0: Welcome, everybody. I am Rachel Levy-Lesser. And I am Stephanie Goldstein, and this is Life's Accessories, a podcast about accessories, clothing, fashion, and the stories behind them. We are two friends who love to accessorize and who remember what we wore on pretty much every meaningful occasion, and that is what we love to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Life Accessories Podcast and also on Facebook. You can also email us at Life's Accessories podcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, or accessory suggestions. And
1: if you like what you're listening to, we would love it for you to share this podcast with a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Also, do not forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Today, we are very excited to be talking to
0: Adele Griffith. We sure are. Now, Adele is the acclaimed author of, get this, over 30 books. Okay, great. Is that all? Yeah, that's all. No big deal. That's amazing. How? We'll I don't understand her. that. Well, I don't we'll have that. to ask her. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> her works include the National Book Award finalists, Sons of Liberty, and Where I Want to Be. Her novel, The Unfinished Life of Addison Stone, was named an Amazon Best Book of the Year, a Booklist Top 10 Arts Books for Youth, a Romantic Times Finalist for Book of the Year, and a School Library Journal Top Fiction Pick. Okay, over 30 books and lots of accolades. That's pretty impressive. I know. I'm feeling very, like, less than. (laughs) No, we all have. No. Listen, we all have our things. This is I incredible. should not have
1: said that. We do not. No, compare ourselves. we do not. We lift each other up here on Life Successories. Exactly. She's awesome. And I should not
0: have said that. In addition hey, to. Hey, you're involved, just being real. You're just being I'm real. I'm just being real. I had a and that's what okay. we are on Life Accessories, Real. Very real. Very real.
1: Adele is a New Yorker who enjoys living in Los Angeles, even if it never snows there. True. I have <laughs> to say, I would miss the seasons if I moved to someplace where it never snowed. Don't you think? I
0: think. Yeah, I would, yeah. especially yeah. the fall.
1: Yeah. That's my love favorite.
0: It. That's when we
1: get out our best accessories. We have an upcoming episode (sighs) about that, by the way. Yes, we do. So as Stephanie mentioned, Adele is the author of many books for new and young people. The Favor, which just came out in June of this year, is her first book, as she says, for older people. I love it. Are we
0: older people? Yeah. We're older people. Okay. We're just adults. Okay. I'm just, okay. All right. But just I confirming. think it's very
1: cool. I mean, after writing 30 books for kids and teens and stuff, yeah. I think like good for her for getting out of her comfort zone and doing that. That's exactly.
0: Cool. No, it's awesome.
1: She loves pull quotes, bakery cakes. Oh. I have to discuss mm. that and writing about herself in the third person who does it. I don't know. I have been known and my family makes fun of me to speak about myself in the third person, which I don't recommend, but
0: it happens. I occasionally do when I'm trying to make an aggressive point, not even an aggressive point, but I don't know when I need to reframe something. I think it's good. All right. I'm excited to bring her on. Same. Hi, Adele. And welcome to Life's Accessories. We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. Now it is time for the big reveal.
1: And we would love to know what meaningful item or accessory or piece of clothing
2: or what have you do you want to share with us today? I would like to share this dress that has a no name brand that I know of, no lining, a very homemade handmade dress that I bought about 13 years ago when I was a new mom and I just turned 40. And it was summertime. In fact, my birthday's in two days. I'm turning 53. So I guess happy this- birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. This dress is now 13 years in my possession. And I love this dress so much because, first of all, it's a summertime dress and reminds me of summer and birthdays. And also because it was the first time that my husband and I had taken our little son, who was just a sort of a toddler at that time. And we had come through a pretty long road to have this baby in our lives, which is a whole other podcast, but here he was. (laughs) And I was just getting used to, he had been born very premature and I was just getting used to walking him around and getting him out in the stroller and being alone with him in a place. We were not in our home for the summer. We had rented in Sag Harbor and I felt really, it was a summer of such joy for me coming to the end of feeling that he was not in critical care anymore. And we went into a thrift shop and it felt like the portrait in your phone where everything else blurs and you just see the one thing. And I saw this dress and I tried it on and the little stroller was parked in my dressing room. And it was this very Cinderella moment. And I realized as I put on this dress, how I hadn't been in very many Cinderella moments for many years. And it was a little bit more expensive than I felt comfortable. It was a fancy store. I bought the dress, wore it all week. And every birthday since I bring out this dress and wear it on my birthday week, because it reminds me of, even though I turned 40, I felt younger than I'd ever felt. I felt happy And it was a birthday that meant so much to me because my baby was doing well. And so I think this dress is just infused for me with celebration. And I'm about to hit 53. I'm in the dress. Many things have happened since, but there's something about this dress that just envelops me with feelings of enormous gratitude that I got to live another summer. I got to be a mom. All of these things about this dress sort of feel very sentimental, very personal, and really remind me of everything that was meaningful in that journey. What
1: a story. For our listeners, we took a screenshot of Adele in this beautiful dress. It's gorgeous. Very cool colors and pattern, like some gold and some red. And I love
2: that you don't even know
1: who makes the dress, right?
2: It's like a hand basted. I don't know that anyone made the, somebody made the dress, but yeah. it's not a brand. But not like a known designer.
0: No, That's I don't. Very I think cool. this is truly off somebody's sewing machine. It's beautiful. And the story is even more beautiful. So you have written more than 30 books. We are astounded and in awe that you have accomplished so much. And More recently, The Favor is your first book for older people, as you say. And and Rachel and I, when we were reading your introduction earlier, we were talking about how, like, I think we're the older people. So, Keith, tell us about The Favor and what inspired it. Of course, I'd love to. The Favor is my debut adult novel after a
2: long career in writing books for young adults. And I've written books, chapter books, and books for elementary school kids, And The Favor is a story of Nora Hammond, who by day works in a vintage thrift shop. We see the tie-in.
0: Yes, (laughs) the dress. I love it.
2: it. (laughs) And she's surrounded by beautiful things. And then at night she goes home and she and her husband, Jacob, have been crushed by bills due to IVF treatments and fertility treatments. And they have come to a place where they're like, we're dealing with this debt and it's hard one morning Evelyn Elliott walks into this shop and Evelyn is brimming with fun and excitement and money and Evelyn buys out the shop and she and Nora form this fast friendship that is so different from anything Nora's experienced and the friendship is a little skewed because Evelyn is this one percenter and also gets Nora to work as a personal assistant for her But things don't get really complicated until Evelyn says, you know what? She will take that last embryo and carry this baby for Nora. Oh, wow. There we go.
1: I have to say that is a great elevator pitch. Thank you for sending me a copy of the book, which I'm holding up right now to show you guys our listeners can't see it. I love this book. And The characters of Nora and Evelyn are just wonderful. I love that they meet in a high-end vintage dress shop, which has a great name. The name of the store is I'll Have Seconds. Love that. That should be a real store. (laughs) I know. I'm curious, just because by the fact that you're wearing this dress for this podcast, and I've been stalking your Instagram about vintage dresses as one does. What made you want to set the
2: book partially in this vintage dress store was that important to you Well, oh, that Rachel that's a good question and it's interesting it has an answer that I didn't realize at first that I wanted to set it in a vintage store although I love vintage stores but my original drafts for the favor I thought I really want to show a woman who has it all together and she works as a lawyer And then, Mm -hmm. uh, no, I didn't understand that. So she works in a museum. No, I didn't understand that. Walk it back. I couldn't figure out any kind of job for Nora because I would have been fired from all the jobs that I kept giving her. The idea was that she really had it together. And then in her personal life, she was stressed and heartbroken. And I wanted to arrange this kind of binary in her life. And I thought it's making me not understand this character. Why don't I give her a Nancy Myers open through the front door of this beautiful secondhand shop, surround Nora with cozy things, give her a dog, give her colleagues, give her beautiful things that she can hold onto and love and not define her through this infertility struggle, but really define her as this person who has lots of passion and lots of aesthetic. And then because I want to talk about something that's a little bit hard, which is infertility, Mm -hmm. I wanted to really surround the book and bolster it with all sorts of things that felt really cozy. So that's how I landed
0: on that idea of setting for Nora. I love that. Continuing on the vintage theme, you had an Instagram, you had a giveaway, right? Where people could post their favorite vintage. What, yes. what fun things did people, what was their cozy? What were some of the fun things that like you the saw? Most beautiful, A grandmother's cloche. <laughs> you know,
2: I had a Ooh. woman who hosted her wedding dress. She got married in this kind yeah. of binge moment of her life. And it was this beautiful outdoors hope I remember that I put all of those in a highlights reel. But then I had people who were showing me vintage that they didn't want me to post because it was, they were things that were more personal to them. Mm. But they've shown me as I've gone out and talked about the book. But I do remember a beret from somebody's dad who was in a French phase of his life and wore a beret around and they made endless (laughs) fun of him.
0: I haven't hit that phase yet. (laughs) The beret. My my beret and beret. beret. Yeah, the beret (laughs) phase. You know, what's funny.
1: When I was reading your book and thinking about the research for this podcast, Stephanie and I, a couple weeks ago, interviewed an actress who her accessory was what she called a vintage Armani suit from the 1990s. And I was like, is Armani 1990s vintage? And I guess it is. (laughs) I don't know, but I feel like Some of the clothes I have in my closet might be considered vintage by, say, my daughter or something. It's very interesting if you think about it.
2: Yes. The 90s now have a look that people say, oh, the daisy choker. And it feels that it's being worn ironically or the wildflower print or the Armani, which is that almost like that David Byrne talking heads oversized. Yes. The vintage nineties Armani suit. I think of Julia Roberts wearing that kind of. Yes. And the the acid wash jeans, which I
1: would never wear ironically or unironically or ever. Do
2: you think that younger (laughs) generations decide to wear these things because they know we won't do it (laughs) like how we did with the bell bottoms, right? (laughs) For our mothers. Yes. I shrink from those pleated acid wash. And then my sons (gasps) are like, good. Good. We yeah.
0: don't want you to wear those either. The MC hammer pants. That's a lot. But those have kind of made a comeback, right? I because know. I like the parachute pants. I tried on a pair not too
1: long ago. I tried on a pair in three people and I bought them and I posted yeah. about it and I wear yeah. them
2: unironically. Well, I love it. Pockets, you know, if you have pockets, you're yes. going to want that to come back because that's just incredibly yep. useful. So cargo pants, I hope they've never left because I have pairs of pants with six pockets and I feel like I need every single one of those pockets. <laughs> you need pockets. Definitely. My shirts have pockets.
0: I love it. Very That's important. awesome.
1: Okay. Obviously we could talk to you about vintage and clothing forever, but as you mentioned, the favor is about more than fabulous vintage clothes. And you really dive into the topic of surrogacy. And I think when a lot of people think of surrogacy, you think of the nightmare stories that were on those like 1980s late night specials about surrogacy gone wrong and kidnapping and all these things. So what made you want to write about surrogacy? And did you think this would affect the storyline in terms of maybe people's predispositions to what surrogacy was and what it could be?
2: That's a great question. And yes, For sure. I wanted to write about surrogacy because I knew that we were living through, I feel like we're living through a real paradigm shift, Mm -hmm. talking about all kinds of ways that we're talking about infertility that feel so positive and so community based. And back in the mid 2000s, when I was going through it, I felt really there was a lot of stigma around it. I felt very shy about talking about our problems. And we finally did have both of our kids through surrogates. It was, to me, such an incredibly wonderful, surrogacy-positive, women-helping-other-women experience that I lived through that I knew at some point, although not as soon as the children were born, a long time passed, that I wanted to revisit this in- emotional, important moment in my life. And because I write fiction, I knew I wanted to write something about this. And I feel so, so fortunate that people are coming forward and creating this fellowship and community Mm -hmm. around women who feel very vulnerable in infertility. And I also thought I could really create a fiction that would be I hope, fun to read. It's a heartfelt story. It's a warm story. And also the through thread in that I did feel in some ways that Paris Hilton was carrying my baby because I was so enamored of my surrogates. I was so worried all the time. I felt so superstitious all the time. I wanted my surrogates to love me because the value of what they're carrying and my surrogates wonderful. Wonderful. But I felt always so much feeling and I thought I could really shape this into a story because I know how this feels. And yet you want to present in fiction something that's like readable and pick upable, and can tell a story in a way that feels like, oh, I'm going to read this story and it will be an interesting experience for me. And I thought, this is a connection. This is how I can do it.
0: I'm sure you've helped a lot of people navigate their feelings too through this book.
2: I hope so. I'm really having yeah. great conversations with people. I wrote a piece for Good Housekeeping because our actual story is so many different kinds of infertility that we went through. I landed on the surrogacy piece of it because I thought that really lent itself to an interesting story that felt also just the big hug that I always felt that surrogacy was this my fairy godmothers in a way, my surrogates. But we had lots and lots of off-roading to get to the family that we have. Very non-traditional family, although we might look like a traditional family. We have lots of pieces mm-hmm. to that story that were non-traditional, non-conventional.
0: Do you think you'd ever do a book for young adults and, you know, who are children of a surrogate? Oh, that's
2: really interesting. I mean, I do think that non-traditional families are really Fascinating to me, you know, and yeah. I always want to raise my hand and say, I'm in this community. I feel a kinship with this community. And I know that I felt, and my husband felt that when LGBTQ families were working to have children in surrogacy is a real option there, that we felt a lot of kinship there. So I think it's something that I would never not feel, you know. So if, if there's a story to tell there, I would love to tell it. And I really celebrate and model gratitude for my boys that this is how they were born and we're so happy and lucky. And I hear them tell the story very offhandedly because like, whatever our story is our lives, but I know that they've only heard the story this one way. And so that's how they tell it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Stephanie, I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking because
1: our very (laughs) first guest on this podcast (laughs) who actually introduced Stephanie and me a couple of years ago is another wonderful author named Amy Blumenfeld and she had her daughter via surrogacy her daughter is now 17 years old yep. same age as my daughter and her her accessory was the green henley from the gap we always say gap sales go up when we mention amy and she wore that she just threw it on the day that her daughter was born via surrogacy when she flew across the country and her story of surrogacy came out of the fact that she's a survivor of a childhood cancer so she was not able to have a child on her own so anyway there's just so many stories and I would love to get you two together because it's so interesting how and why and the way I think so many different families express themselves having gone through surrogacy. It really is.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because she wears that shirt every birthday for her daughter. So similar. You've got the dress and she's got the the birthday thing. But how did writing The Favor compare to writing young adult books? And do you think you'll continue with adult I or do, do love, to write, back?
2: I love to write a, adult books now that I've written this book. So I feel like I'm in a real moment where I'm staring at other ideas of writing about women in their forties and fifties and sixties that just wasn't available. But the community that I was able to have as a young adult writer is so important to me. And I've held on to so many of my best friendships come from that young adult community And in fact, there was another accessory that I wish that I could have brought and shared, but it has disappeared. And it is this pair of pants that we all circulated at one point, based on the Anne Bray shares book, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. My friend, Sarah Milanowski, who writes for kids, got hold of this pair of pants and was like, look at these wild pants. They're pajamas but they're sweatpants let's do something for everybody can sign these pants and we'll circulate them and we'll all make friends and then maybe we could do something for charity and so we did this and I didn't really know anybody at the time but I had this very tangential connection to Tyra Banks who was writing young adult at the time mm-hmm. and I shyly raised my hand and I said would you mind wearing them and Tyra Banks set up this amazing photo shoot herself in the pants, the pajamas. And then we had an so event pajants.
0: Event.
2: I want pajants. It's pe-jance. the worst word. <laughs> the right? sisterhood of the traveling pajants. Pajants. Terrible word. But it was a wonderful photo. And then we did this Great. event Books of Wonder and the pajants disappeared forever. And we don't know what happened to them. Wow. And so it's like a, there's are.
0: a mystery. The it's case mystery. of the missing pajants. <laughs> and people still talk about it. Where do you think those pajants are? The pe-jance. Were? I hope wherever they are, they're happy
1: and doing well. So do
2: I. That's awesome.
1: I'm sad for the pajants. Wow. That is very cool. I love that you have that sisterhood among writers. We were connected through another mutual writer friend. So it's a very open and caring community, I would say. It is. It really is. So what books do you think you want to write next? Do you have ideas? Are you still in the midst of enjoying this book tour right now for the favor? And tell us a little bit about what you're doing for the book tour now that it's summertime and you're looking
0: amazing in your vintage dress. (laughs) And how many more books are you going to write? That's what I want yes. to know. <laughs> oh, I am slowing it
2: down. I have to tell you, I have, I have just been enjoying meeting people. This is a book I really connected with so many people and I'm just breathing and taking it in. And I think that I've always been such a compulsive writer and I've loved to sink into the next story. But With this book, I've really enjoyed being a listener, and I've really loved other people telling me their stories, and it's been gratifying in such a unique way. As a kids book writer, I would come into schools and give presentations and author presentations and book fairs, and that was wonderful and really cool, but this has been something completely different getting messages from people who say I've been through this or even the vintage aspect has been so lovely because it's just that much more personal so I am I I am just being in this for a little while saying there's always another book I'm always another book to write always a way to go and spend five hours a day buried in a wonderful story but I have absolutely loved this unexpected piece of publishing this book, I really didn't count on it. I hadn't thought
0: about it. And so it's like a surprise party. (laughs) Maybe this is a Cinderella moment. You said when you got the dress to bring it back to the accessory that you hadn't had many, and maybe this is one of them. It really feels like that. And I'm just so heartwarmed by
2: it always that people were willing to share and that we're in such a great moment of sharing. Yeah,
1: wonderful. And and we're finally back out doing in person events, which seems to be great. So, are you going to wear the dress? I know you're wearing it today, but are you going to wear it in a couple of days on your real birthday?
2: I am. We are picking (laughs) up a child from camp and going to spend the day seeing student films. So, the dress will be in in a context of watching lots of student films. Oh, that's excellent. (laughs) That will be fun. I never know where I'll be on my birthday. It's a funny thing. We're sometimes led by the kids and sometimes other family members. So this will be great because I think he has a lot that he's looking forward to showing us and as our young filmmaker. That's awesome. That's you fun. never know That'll what be you're going to really do fun. on your
1: birthday or where you'll be, but you know what you'll be wearing. You know, you'll it. be dressed oh. well. That's right. <laughs> that <is dressed.
0: laughs> you'll look good. <laughs> that is I very cool. That's cool. Funny. That is yeah. great. That is great. Where can our listeners find you? Oh, thank you.
2: I am, yes, very much on Instagram at Adele Griffin. And then I have, I've just started TikTok, but I- What are you doing there? I'm just Tell like, us, yeah. Little, I, it's fun. I make little movies. Every, every bookshop I go into, I think I can make a little movie about that. And I went into Decades, which is a great vintage store around here, and I did a little clip on that. It's just, it's almost nice. like playing in a dollhouse. Honestly, you put these little clips together and find graphics. It's like scrapbooking and like movies. And I am not good at it, but I really love it.
0: Do your boys have comments on your content? They don't want to know. They say please <laughs> don't heart. <laughs> they will things.
1: not follow you They're like yeah.
0: don't just please keep on walking
1: <laughs> here are life's accessories we've dabbled in and out of tiktok we don't really know what to make of it stephanie was really good in the beginning about doing these funny behind the scenes reels where she would be like holding a book or an accessory oh, yeah. remember that you'd be like yeah. oh, hello. oh hello. hello
0: i need to get yeah. back to that rachel i need to I know. i'm going to yeah we forgot about that i know so that's a good I reminder always there for you tiktok is waiting for you that's very cool.
1: So yeah, no, I love your Instagram. Like I said, I was stalking you a little bit as I do for most of our guests. So be careful. Well, I appreciate it's that. It's
2: I love Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a fun place to meet people and it's got a great, it, you know, it's got all sorts of different communities that feel very alive and vibrant there. So I'm always mm. happy
0: to
2: yeah. be on it. We're going to keep watching and keep
1: reading. And we so appreciate you coming on Life Successors. We love talking to you. We love learning about the dress and also the pajamas. Pijans. bonus accessory
0: there we got a two for today didn't we yeah this we is nice to. I know I don't they, think we've they, had they, that they before. have their own
2: Facebook page they are available oh, to oh. sort of look at the archives there's an archives of them but it all ended when they disappeared
0: we're gonna have but, to tag but them they, in but our the Facebook post. page does still exist the, the Facebook page stays but be, oh, the that very the cool are yeah. interesting That's, I like how Stephanie's so taking notes of <laughs> I am taking notes. Of course I'm taking notes.
1: <laughs> Pajance, look on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Adele, we could talk to you all day. We will let you get back to your work, but thank you so much for joining us. It thank was such you, a pleasure.
2: so much. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Stephanie. This was such a pleasure. I really Thanks, appreciate Adele. it. Thanks
0: so much. Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life's
0: Accessories. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and get in touch. Thanks for tuning in.